All right. Welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do? where we talk about professional standards committee cases and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is the great Rachel Real from Chicago and Rachel Real Real Estate. Hello, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I'm pumped about this topic, man. You know what? This is kind of timely and we kind of, you know, we've talked about it off, you know, offline too. And kind of one that I it's it's affected me a number of times the last several closings I've had some issues okay so I think it's good to it's good to talk about okay good let's hear it so, give us the case okay. so today we're going to talk about what happens as a listing agent and a buyer's agent when you have a closing okay. and you're doing the final walkthrough and how do the keys get from the the property to the buyer okay so it's gonna it's gonna revolve around article three and article three says realtors shall cooperate with other brokers except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. Which is sometimes the case. <laughs> sometimes. However, it's 3-9, standard of practice 3-9 says seller realtors shall not provide access to listed property on terms other than those established by the owner or listing broker. Okay. So when you have, I'll ask you this. So when you have your listing agent, you have a closing. Your buyer's agent's going to do the final walkthrough. They're going to go to closing. How do you find the best way to get the keys if you're not going to the closing as a listing agent? Because mm-hmm. we all know closings have, have changed quite a bit due to COVID, at least in my part of the country. Right. So as a listing agent, how do you, what's your process to get the keys from the property or the lockbox to the, to the buyer or buyer's agent once they close? Good question. Um, it really depends on the sellers and the buyers and kind of like what the situation is, but let's just say in general, um, there's two, one of two things happens. I feel like one of these is going to be a violation, but I guess we'll see. Um, you know, <laughs> one of three things happens either. It depends on when they do their walkthrough. So okay. if they oftentimes they're doing it like on their way. So we uh-huh. just leave the lockbox there and the agent goes back and opens it and gives them the keys. Um, if is that before closing or after closing, they go back after closing. Okay. If they don't do that, or it's like too far away or like whatever, whatever, right. then, um, the buyer's agent has the keys and then gives it to the buyers after closing. If okay. the sellers are there, then the sellers will bring the keys to closing. Cause oftentimes you have to sell a house first, even if we don't have, like, even if they're doing it separately, they'll leave the keys right. at the title. They'll leave the keys at title company. Okay. Yeah. Any yeah. of that so, violate? Well, I, no, it, it not in, as long as you're giving permission, the seller is giving permission for that buyer's agent to take those keys at the final walkthrough. Yeah, like it has to be to agreed that. upon. Exactly. Now, the, the problem comes when the listing agent says, hey, you know what? Leave the keys in the box. You're doing your, say you're doing your walkthrough at noon and your closing's at one. Okay. Leave the keys in the box. Once closing is done, I'm going to send you a code to access the box. It, for your buyers. I'll send you a code for your buyers. You don't even have to go there as the agent. Okay. I'll give you a, cl- a code after closing. Your buyers can access the lockbox. I'll get a ding when that happens. So I know they've retrieved the keys and then I'll just go remove the box. That sounds it's, lovely. It sounds lovely. If agents would actually follow the, follow the, the guidelines that they're given by the listing agent and over the seller. <laughs> so, and again, you know, again, I think, I think agents forget that we, you know, these lockboxes that we have, I mean, we use central lock in our part of the, in our market here. So central lock has the ability for you to be able to get a ding, whether it's a push notification, email, text message, whatever it is to your phone as the, as the owner of the lockbox when that lockbox is accessed. So if I issue a code to say, Hey, you know, once closing is done, 
give your buyers this code. So instead of keys at closing, they're getting a code. Right. They go take the take the keys out of the box. If that code is never used, I know that you those know. those those buyers never had to go into that box. Right. You could Therefore, also as they- a listing agent. Well, we could. We also, if there's a garage and a garage code, the yes. seller just leaves the keys like inside. That way we exactly. can remove all of our crap. And then we give them exactly. the code after closing. You could exactly. also give them the wrong code until they call you. That way you until know. Until they call and say, right. Well, the problem is though, is that the, the, the buyer's agents are just taking those keys and disregarding the, the instructions that they're given for keys at closing. It's true. So I've had it happen a number of times where I say, you know, we'll, we'll be messaging back and forth prior to closing. How do you want to do the keys since you're not going to be there as the listing agent? I'll say, here, leave the keys in the box. I will personally be going back to the house to do one more walkthrough between your walkthrough and the closing so that they know that I have to go back there now. So even oh, if I'm not going back there, much. I have to say that I'm going back there because it's the only way that they're going to leave those keys in that box. That's true. Okay. That makes sense. So you're lying. But- well, you almost have to in order to ensure that the that <laughs> property is secure because your clients are counting on you as the, as the listing agent yeah. to make sure that property is secure but between uh, up until the time that closing is done and funded. Right. This is so crazy. I, have you seen a case like this come through? Um, not this one specifically, but I'm telling you, I could file three myself right now today. That's the thing. And that's, that's something we may, after taking like, we need to take a break at some point, but like, yes. At that point, if they violate, like are people, yeah, people really aren't filing. They're not filing a complaint. They're not, they're not filing. No, no. And like I said, I've I've had the last three closings I've had, I could legitimately file on all three of them. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. Yeah, it is. Let's take a break and we'll talk about one that happened recently. Okay, perfect. So um, two of our favorite partners I want to talk to you about is, is one, everybody is talking to me about like, what's the best way to get leads? How do I get leads? And our number one lead source right now is Pipeline Pro Tools. So what they do is if you go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club, you can schedule a demo with them. When you do that demo, it's a free demo. They will give you our playbook for free and how we're, where we're placing ads, what those ads look like for free and how we're getting those leads. The other place is, you know, that you should be posting on social media and, it, and you're not consistently go to ghostposter.com. It is free. G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R, no E, dot com. Sign up for that shit. It's free. Monica will send you every single day, Monday through Friday, something to post. Literally copy and paste it. And onto your Instagram, onto your Facebook, get more friends, sell more real estate, make money. Boom. Boom. It is a contact sport. You need to make contacts. Now, now I think it might be a contact sport, literally and figuratively. Legitimately. Legitimately, yes. yes. So back to the scenario here. So I had an agent friend who recently had a property that had gone under contract. In your market? In my market, yeah. I thought everybody in your market hated you. No, no, I do have a couple of friends. I have a couple of friends. (laughs) I got a couple. You're like the rules police. (laughs) The rules police, right. So, so an agent in my market called and said, well, you know, I, it, and her and I had been keeping up with the, with the scenario that was going on because she was getting ready to go out of town and I was going to be helping her. So she, she calls and says, well, this, you know, this closing isn't going to happen. And the reason is just, you can't even make it up. So I'll spare you that. Cause it's a whole nother rabbit hole. We could go down, okay. but in all reality, so 
<laughs> what would you have do? the next episode, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that could be real interesting. But she, the, the buyer's agent did the final walkthrough. Okay. And between the time the final walkthrough was done, which was, I think, the night before, a day and a half before or so, the buyer was no longer closing. What happened? Okay, so I'll give you the, the, the Cliff Notes version. The buyer was buying the property for a relative whose husband was getting some prosthetic body parts and he okay. wasn't no longer, he was no longer able to move to a new state while he was still awaiting the prosthetic body parts. So the buyer canceled. <laughs> okay. You can't even make it up. You can't even make it up. Okay. Needless to say the buyer, that was not a reason to cancel under the contract. So the buyer did lose harness money. Right. Um, might still be at limbo here somewhere. Yeah. In any case, the buyer's agent took the keys and kept him with him, took him back to his oh. house. Oh. Day and a half later, they're oh. no longer clo- they're no longer closing. Oh. So the, the listing agent goes back to the property and is like, "Hey, where are the Where's keys?" The keys. He's like, "Well, I took them for the for the for the closing." And she goes, "Well, we're a, not- we're not closing, and B, where are they?" And he's like, "Oh, they're at my house." So she goes, "Yeah, no, this this is and this this is exactly what's not okay." Yeah. So now you have a buyer's agent with a set of keys for a property that his buyer is no longer closing on. Right. Now, what if he had given those keys to his buyer? Right. Now his buyer has keys to a house that he's mm-hmm. never going to own because now he's not closing. Oh my God. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's a problem. That is a problem. I feel like that is a violation. 100%. If that went to a hearing in, 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 in a, pro- a professional standards hearing, and that was the filing, absolutely. That would be a problem. Is, in, in you are like providing could- access. Yeah. On, on terms other than what is instructed to you. That's what I'm and saying. Unless the, they listing agent gives yeah. you instructions. Yeah. It says, do not remove the keys. I will send you a lockbox code. Mm-hmm. And then that lockbox code is never used. Yeah. Well, you know that it wasn't used. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. You know what happened. Right. I mean, I went to go retrieve a box off of a property. I texted the agent and I, and I never got the notification that the code was used. So I went to go take the box off. After I texted her and said, does the, does the buyer have the keys? Yes, they do. Um, buyer was home. And I said, hey, did you have any problem retrieving the keys out of there? I wanted to see what his response was. And he kind of looked at me funny and he said, huh? And I said, you know, the code that you get to open the box, did you have any problems with it? I just want to make sure everything's okay. Oh, I didn't need to because the agent got them out. Right. But the agent never, never used the code after the, after the final walkthrough. So that, that agent, last time that agent was in the box was the final walkthrough and then just passed the keys out of the client. And you changed the code so you would know. Right. It'd be interesting to hear what people, what experiences other people have had that are listening to this. Like if you've had an experience where, like how Rachel's friend was, where the keys were missing, but the thing never closed or something happened in between the time or what are some, were there any best practices that maybe we didn't mention that you right. have. I think at this point, like I said, I'm talking to another agent in my market, we talked about how do we prevent this from happening? And so, you know, her, her suggestion was the, Hey, I'm going back to the property. I'm going to be the last one through there. So those keys better still be in that box. And whether you are, you don't have time for that. Well, but whether you are, or you aren't, you're at least laying the groundwork to say, I will be there. You take those keys. I have no way to get in. And now I'm yeah. coming after you. So Ooh. at least the expectation is that, that those keys are going to be in that box. Yeah. Um, I have a closing tomorrow and I, I'm at this point, what I'm going to probably do is take the keys, um, from the title company or from the buy from the seller 
take the whole bag of keys, the garage door opener, all that, and drive them to the title company a day in advance, drop them off so that When's when the they get to closing, uh, the, well, I'll leave the one key in the box. Okay. And then when I go, there's, there's multiple keys and you know, everybody changes the keys anyway. So when, I, when they do that final walkthrough, I'll go take the box off and toss the key. It's yeah. one key. They have three or four of them. In all reality, they should be rekeying anyway. Yeah, they should be. But... So at that point, I go get my box. I toss the extra key and call it a day. At least I know then that that title You know what? All of this, off at closing. this won't be a problem when we all have like, when everything's like virtual and when you have these like ring these rings with like all the information on and you're like tapping things and people can well, we, give you we, like we kind of access. Have, we kind of have that with these central lock boxes. Do I know, but we still have to use lock? a key. What we do, but I guess that would be more dangerous. I mean, I, sometimes they go up to houses for showings and they'll give you the, the, the four digit code to their actual home lock. Like, why do you want to give that out? No, they Don't can, you want, you no, know. but you can change it all the time. Yes, you can. You so can. it's the same thing. I mean, it's almost, yeah, it's the same. Right. But if they've got it set up for a listing and say they, they do a temporary four digit code for the purposes of a sale until they change it. Yeah. Once I have that code, I can go in there anytime I want. Yeah. I mean, unless you changing it for every person or every day. Or right. Whatever. But I, I, I yeah, think about how difficult that would be in the, in the market where you've got 10 to 15 showings a day on a property. That's like a full-time job to sit there and change the code that many times. It's but it's just what it, what I what I'm frustrated with is the fact that we have to go through all of these extra hoops as a listing agent, just to ensure that the buyers agents are following the rules. Buyers agents the read those rules. Well, just to be able to secure the property, it's our responsibility. It's true. So, so what happens if it's not secured? Well, whose fault is it? That's the question. Well, it becomes the buyers agent if they're the ones that are not following the directions. Yeah. Well, and the instructions. I hear you. Well, Rachel, I mean, it's, it's a $2,500 fine in our market for any violation of this used to be a thousand, but that clearly wasn't enough to stop people. So they raised it to 2,500. Well, is 2,500 enough? I'm going to say probably not because I mean, the amount of money that the board has, has gained this year, just for these violations alone was well over $40,000. That's crazy. And that's just the people yeah. that are telling. Right, exactly. I mean, think about how many, like I said, I've got three here today that I could file on. Yeah. Don't, are you going to, I don't know. I still got time. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll see <laughs> Rachel, if um, people want to get a hold of you, they have, if they have a referral for you in Chicago. What is the best way? Best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630-542-8688 or via email at rreal at dealwithreal.com. Awesome. And if you, if we missed something in here, best practice that you have, or you want yeah, to tell if you have a story, suggestion for, yeah. for a way to, to circumvent this, to keep your property secure and yeah. uh, that you'd like to share, share it with us. Definitely head over to our real estate bike club podcast, Facebook page and let us know. All right. Thanks, yes. Rachel. Thanks, Jen. Bye.